Nadir, let's start by talking about the changing political winds and the impact of that on the markets. Yeah, well, Sakina, I mean, I think it's fairly evident for everybody to see that, uh, you know, in South Africa, in South Africa, there's a new sheriff in town, um, and he's certainly stamping his authority, hasn't he? Um, you know, we saw the election of Cyril Ramaphosa to the leadership in, um, in, 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 in mid-December, and, you know, the impact of that on the market has certainly been that, uh, you know, we've seen an improving sentiment towards the South African economy. Um, in fact, we've seen Goldman Sachs write a report that South Africa is going to be the biggest emerging market story of 2018. You know, and while the World Bank is forecasting uh, 1.1% economic growth uh, for this year for South Africa and our own, very, and our own Reserve Bank uh, improving the economic uh, growth estimates from one2 to 1.4% for 2018. Uh, Goldman Sachs estimates that growth in South Africa is going to be around about uh, 2.4% for this year, so a massive increase in economic growth. And I think what's going to spur that on um, is possibly 75 basis points of interest rate cuts because of a much stronger RAND and improving business confidence. Um, and that's really, well, you know, while it might seem optimistic to get to 2.4%, um, you know, Investors look for these recoveries in emerging markets. You know, I think there's still very strong inflows into emerging markets. Uh, they're looking for the next Brazil of 2016 or India of 2015. Um, you know, and we saw uh, a lot of inflows into those markets uh, during those years as uh, you know those economies recovered and uh, emerging market investors globally uh, latched onto the story. Now, um, you know, if we see those inflows coming, and Goldman Sachs says they see that the rand could possibly go to 11.50 to the dollar. If that happens, you know, inflation will be well under control, um, you know, so the Reserve Bank will, will undoubtedly start to cut interest rates, and that will obviously have a very positive impact on economic growth. And, um, you know, as we've previously talked about, that will stoke business confidence, uh, it will stoke investment, and that will have a positive reinforcement cycle. Now, Sakina, this is obviously all started on the back of, um, you know, uh, political changes and uh, greater positivity. In fact, uh, we see that at work this weekend, you know, uh, the entire board of ESCOM being essentially dissolved and a new board being elected, um, you know, to run the utility. Uh, you know, we've seen them talking the right language about stamping out corruption and uh, individuals involved in corruption. And we see Jabum Abuza, um, you know, the leader of business Business Unity South Africa being elected chairman of, of, of the board. And we're seeing all these, all these measures are injecting confidence in the South African economy, Sakina. And that's really what's driving um, these upward revisions to growth, these increased expectations for, uh, you know, a more prosperous South Africa in 2018. And I think the encouraging thing is that it's very much within our own hands to turn around our fate, Sakina, and, uh, you know, to get growth going. Um, as the South African delegation heads off to the World Economic Economic Forum at Davos later this week, um, headed up by Deputy President and President of the ANC, Cyril Ramaphosa. And they can go there with a good, mis- with a, with, with a good message given these improving sentiments. And Nadir, uh, looking at what's happening in the United States, uh, the impact of that uh, government shutdown in the United States, what does it actually mean? 
Yeah, Sakina, well, while, you know, the political environment in South Africa seems to be improving, um, you know, certainly within the U.S. it still looks very, very uncertain, uh, you know, with Trump being completely isolated from, um, you know, the, uh, parts of his, of, of his own party, the Republican Party, and we're certainly seeing the impact of that um, with a U.S. government shutdown. So essentially what a government shutdown is, um, is when uh, the U.S. Congress can't uh, agree um, on a stopgap measure for, for, for to roll over over a U.S. budget, and as a result of that, since they can't agree on budgetary measures, uh, the government has to stop all services, excluding essential services. So basically, uh, police and other essential services continue. Other services uh, cease to happen because uh, Congress can't agree on a, a budget for the next financial year. Now, the last time this happened um, was in 2013 under the Obama administration. But if we remember, um, you know, that happened when uh, Obama's party, the Democratic Party, wasn't controlling both legislation-making bodies um, of the Congress. So the Republicans were controlling uh, the, the House of Representatives and the Democrats were controlling, um, you, you know, the Senate. So what, what What's surprising about this government shutdown, Sakina, is that the Republicans control both legislation-making bodies, both the, the Senate as well as uh, the, the House of Representatives. And despite the fact that they have this majority and control of government, um, they still can't agree on a budget and a way forward simply because, um, you know, the Republican, there's members of the Republican Party uh, who dislike Donald Trump and who dislike his policies and have just outright voted, you know, done this to, to vote. Sakina, it is about a political uncertainty in the U.S. Um, you know, it is unfortunate because the economic situation within the U.S. certainly seems to be looking a lot better. Um, you know, we've seen inflation coming back. We've seen economic growth very, very strong. Uh, but this kind of political uncertainty, certain, it does, does undoubtedly cloud the picture a little bit. Um, you know, and where the Federal Reserve was possibly talking about, um, you know, its first interest rate hike in March, we're going to have to wait and see whether that happens if this political uncertainty cannot be resolved. Um, you know, the Federal Reserve could be concerned about the impact this has on economic growth and possibly hold fire until later in the year. Now, we obviously know that's very positive for emerging markets, uh, but ultimately, you know, we need a higher and more normalized interest rates within the U.S. or, um, you know, it leads to quite perverse behavior. So, Sakina, we're keeping a very, very close eye on this for the time being. No deal yet, um, you know, in the U.S. government to resume services. People may be over the weekend. That didn't happen, so we continue to watch that fairly closely.